I'm, I know very little about you. We have awkwardly <laughs> stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you doing? How's your day? <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. Lovely. If you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a uh, beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life, but I do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it. And so anywhere by a beach. What drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me? Was searching and I found this one and it grabbed me. It pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and coffee with humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections. Coffee with humans is like Sunday brunch. (laughs) I love Sunday brunch. (laughs) Okay, good. Because, well, you're in the right place. Only there's no food. Um. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans. I told Jason we were dressing up, but maybe I didn't specify. (laughs) (laughs) This is so awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Oh, man, I totally, oh, I want an (laughs) animal suit now. (laughs) And before the broadcast, I showed up with with a with a suit on um because you know what we should do we should <laughs> i gotta get this ridiculous face out of that. <laughs> i got uh jason tracy was one of the first guys on coffee with humans uh ever and we chose to dress up didn't we we did and it was the last time i wore a suit which is crazy because pre-pandemic i was in suits all the time <laughs> right and this truthfully uh legit is the first time i've ever worn a draft costume <laughs> so that is a killer draft costume though we're we're bringing back the firsts uh i'm gonna find i'm gonna <laughs> i gotta find the uh i should have pulled it up earlier but i we we had that first coffee with humans and uh Nobody had nobody had dressed up, and I remember we were texting each other back and forth on LinkedIn, saying, "Hey, we should we should probably dress up for this." And we we're like, "Yes, let's do this." And so we did. I can't find it easily. It's somewhere in my somewhere somewhere in the some places. <laughs> well, how many podcasts have you done now? Uh, well, I'm I think 150. Whoa. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I gotta get this off. I'm sweating, dying here. <laughs> And so we were going to we were going to bring back the dress up thing. Uh, That was good. Yeah. Well, welcome to Coffee with Humans again. This is exciting. It's been since May. I think it was May. May, I I was trying to figure out was it May, April? I couldn't remember. Uh, If only there if only there was a way to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there is. This year has been kind of like a long month you know like <laughs> nine months of one month so right kind of a blur it's exactly right it has been a blur for a lot of people for sure uh so we talked uh i think it was like in may time frame that we talked i actually i should have pulled this up um but uh as we're Jason tracy uh 5 15 okay that's when we talked what a what a what a killer conversation! Yeah, that was a good time for sure. I've got the clip. Oh, there we go. I can share it now. I can uh, I can share it to the screen so we can see what we looked like. Back Boom. then. There we go. Look at that. You look like you've lost weight. Have you lost weight? I probably have. Yeah. Good for you. I gained weight. If you see my face, it's moving outward. <laughs> I put on the pandemic 15 or 20. I'm not, I'm not even certain what we're up to now. But as, as the, uh, that's why I'm wearing giraffe costume and not a gazelle. It's very slimming. 
<laughs> that's what I was going for. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Props to you for telling me I'm thinner than I was. So what's been uh, what's been here with your 2020? This has been a crazy year. I feel like we got to stop saying that at some point in time, but <laughs> yeah, it I, has I, been. I love all the people that are like, oh, it's a new year. It's going to completely change as soon as the calendar switches over. Like, it's <laughs> different. All of 2020 is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, 2021 is going to be different. <laughs> it's completely different. <laughs> no pandemic. It's like, oh, it's 2021. Oh. <laughs> I, I what's been the what's been the theme uh of your year if you had a phrase yeah. what's been that theme uh my theme for the year has been intentional mm. um you know going through the pandemic and we probably really is, is um dove in at this time in, in may where it's really putting a lot of work in and being intentional and recrafting my message and what am i doing who am i working with and um that that has been the key to where i'm at right now in uh in it's been there's a lot, been a lot of beauty through through what's been going on. I mean, first first thing is I had a small uh, a group of clients that I had before pandemic, and I don't know if we talked about this at all in our first conversation, but I had literally I three weeks before the pandemic hit, I I fired my highest paying client because <laughs> they were my worst client as far as like the work and the you know yeah. and and, uh, and stuff like that. So I had replaced this this big client with a bunch of other clients that then as soon as the pandemic hit dropped off because how are they going to pay the coach when they're small businesses and yep. i started working with them they hadn't you know gotten any any value out of it any wins yet and so i lost a, a sector of clients that had replaced the big client oh no so it was like that it was, it was, it was, it was a panic. However, I uh, taking that intentionality and in, in, in putting the work in being on LinkedIn, creating the content, you know, building relationships with, with random people, you know, um, one thing that's pretty crazy is I, up until a few months ago, I didn't know anybody that lived out of the country. Oh, really? Okay. Like, I didn't have relationships with people that lived out of the United States. And I, is, I didn't have many relationships with people all over the country. Now I yeah. have clients all over the, all of the United States. And I have a lot of good relationships I've built with people in the UK and the Netherlands and the Philippines. Like it's really cool how much the yeah. world has opened up. I think that's a benefit, right? I, it, I think COVID forced a lot of corporations you know, large corporations who are staunchly opposed to people from working at home, force them to require uh, their technology and and processes and, and HR policies to to kind of move into the future, which arguably has been the future for quite some time. They just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And then for for individuals like yourself and like me, it it created, I think, again, like this resurgence, just like the Internet created this re, this availability of connection. Now it's this resurgence of connection via new technologies like, hey, we're, everybody's comfortable with video conferencing. Now that you're comfortable with it, you like you say, you know people all over the world. It's so easy to connect. In one-on-one -on -one coaching, I haven't noticed a drop-off you know, from Zoom doing it virtually versus doing yeah. it one-on-one. -on -one. I had a client, the new client that is onboarding the other day, and she was a referral from another client, and she's out in Colorado. And as we were setting everything up, she was like, oh, do you do live meetings face-to-face? -face? I said, yeah, but you got to fly to Michigan. She's like, oh, you're in Michigan? <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of this is that we can, we can communicate and, and go through the process from, from this far away. You know? Do you feel like uh, in this one-on-one -on -one scenario with, with pe uh, people in virtual – environments do you feel like you get the same energy can you read people in this quite the same way i i do uh, okay. i think that i think that there is a, when you're in person there is still a different level to where you can read body language and stuff like that you know you get a square here that that uh that you can see somebody you can't see if they're yeah. tapping their foot or what's going on so there's different body language things that you you definitely drop off but i all, almost all my coaching sessions are Zoom, and so are all are all virtual. And I, again, I haven't noticed a problem, a difference with that. Yeah. Uh, however, like lot, you know, group events, group of doing group events, Zoom versus live. I'll do live all day long. It's a totally different atmosphere. I feed off from the energy of the crowd. I feed, yeah. I feed off from the reactions of the crowd. I like to get people interacting, and that's so difficult to do when you have thirty or forty people in a Zoom. 
Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like the lesson uh, for for people in theater. They always try to you know sing or project to the back row, and I think for for people in virtual environments, they uh, need to learn to project beyond the screen. Right? Yeah, the place is bigger than just than just you, and you know, at, you know I'm foot and a half away from my face. It's it's now to that crowd out there. And it's just I think it's just an exercise for folks to understand to to learn how to be bigger, right? Be bigger than your little environment here because there are people who need to feel that energy through the screen. Yes. Yeah. It's tough. It's not easy for everybody. Well, and I think back to our first conversation and it was virtual and we had emotions flowing. Yeah. You know, and so, and that's been the same thing with all my client sessions. We were able to get the same, the same things as if they were sitting here in person. Yeah. In your client sessions, what is there a theme that people are struggling with now? So I work mostly with revenue growth, with sales, mm -hmm. with, with that whole mind sales mindset. And so there's a lot that, uh, a lot of common themes. Um, there's the common theme of people know what they need to do. They, they have the list of, they, they have the people, the people that they need to contact. They know that, but they keep putting it off because they're afraid of what they're going to get, the rejection, they're going to be told no, or they're just afraid of the unknown. And so they put it off and they go to clean the bathroom as opposed to go and do the thing they're going to generate revenue. Yeah. Um, and then a lot, but most of the time people just, they don't see what I, what somebody else sees in them we're all caught up in our head. You know, we tear ourselves down for our mistakes and our failures. And so we think that that's what other people see. And so people, you know, they just need a, a space to be able to talk out and get their clarity and have somebody re get them to, to see what I see or what somebody else yeah. see and see all the easy opportunities that they can go out and grab if they just communicate it a little bit better and just, you know, push past their, their beliefs. Yeah. Limiting beliefs limiting beliefs, no matter what, <laughs> whether you're in sales, whether you're in leadership, no matter what you're doing in life, it's the, the limiting beliefs that hold you back. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that came out, uh, I think really interestingly for me, I was talking with Jesse Cole the other day, um, owner of Savannah bananas, uh, yes. which is, I, you might see him on LinkedIn. I don't know. He's around one of the things he's he a yellow guy. About, he's in all yellow. He's always wearing a yellow tux. Yeah. And the, the question is why is he wearing a yellow tux? Right. And uh, I think he's author of a book called Find Your Yellow Tux. And one of the things he talked about was generate awareness, just build a, a lot of awareness, and then people will listen to your message. But until, but if everybody's got a message, everybody got something to say. Yeah. But if you can't stand out in some way, in even if it's even if it's crazy, right? Seemingly crazy. If you can't stand out in some way, people aren't willing. Are you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle of trying to overcome the noise of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I think of what, uh, Richard Branson, right. I mean, he's, he, he in, innately tries a lot of stunts, you know, things that like other people wouldn't try, like flying around the world in a you know balloon and stuff like that. But because that's who he, he wants, that's who he is, but it has led to a lot of awareness about who he is as an, as a business owner, you know, owner of a lot of corporations and Virgin Galactic and, Virgin cruises and Virgin hotels, but he, he, it is these things that the, these actions that stand out that, that cause people to just be aware of them. And they're like, who's that? What, what's happening over there? You know, like an individual yelling in a crowd. Yeah. So I, that I think is a good lesson also for people in, um, uh, for, for people online, how are you going to stand out among the crowd? Megan, and that on that note, actually, Megan Zimba, she says, I completely missed the reason for the giraffe onesie. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a onesie. Hold on. <laughs> Top to bottom, baby. Shake that tail. Jason Tracy's trying to be all serious here. I told him we were dressing up. And Megan, what you missed, what you missed is that uh Jason was one of my, one of my first connections on LinkedIn, uh, and, uh, for, for coffee with humans. And, and we both agreed we're going to dress up. And so we did, and we dressed up in suits cause you know, this was in May of this past year. And we thought nobody's dressing in suits anymore. We're all sitting in our underwear at home. Everybody knows it. And, uh, so we did, we dressed up in suits. And so then when we were talking about having this show, we we're like, let's, we should dress up. <laughs> And so I started, I started with a suit coat on 
and and then in the break for the video i changed into this and showed up as a as a giraffe and jason didn't know what to do did a suit coat on when you first appeared in the draft the draft suit i was wondering if this was still a clip from the past (laughs) (laughs) like oh no he's live (laughs) (laughs) it was it was uh it was just it's it was one of those silly things it's like why why not I, I think it's pretty funny. I wish I would have known because I have a great reindeer one, onesie that I that I would love to wear out in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you can pass this along. This is one of those things where, like, people who pay it forward in you know in lines in the uh, like you're going through Starbucks and they're like they paid for it. You know they paid for your fee. You could pay this forward. I dressed up for you. You got to. <laughs> You got to dress up for somebody else. Just take them off guard in your reindeer onesie. Well, that kind of plays into like stop taking yourself so seriously. <laughs> you know, like when we do things, like how many people like would literally get on their podcast and put a draft outfit on, you know, or go and pay that forward. And sometimes it can be that reminder to stop taking yourself so seriously. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, and, and yeah, people will criticize, you know, some people might criticize me for it. But then on the other hand, it's like, so, if, you know, if I'm, I'm working on exclusivity agreements for, you know, large multinational corporations um, because <laughs> I can do that. I'm not probably going to show up in a giraffe onesie to that meeting, but, <laughs> but you know what, at the end of the day, we're all just people. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to have, I'm going to break loose and have a little fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, I, it reminds me of this. I, I, when I was a director of retail stores, before I started my business, I had this team that, they had just had this big interruption where they, they were always the best team. They were always the number one performer, but they had all the veteran, the veteran team. And yeah. a couple guys got promoted to manager. One other guy moved to another location. So they all of a sudden they didn't have the veterans anymore. And it was all brand new people, except for one guy that had stayed over to manage the team. And they were having a really hard time with not being those, those superstar people that were in that store. And they were taking themselves so seriously. And so I came in, I did this whole team meeting on being creative, having fun, having energy. And that was what made that past team so successful because they had fun with their clients. Yeah. I did this whole meeting and I loved in the retail game. I love sitting in the middle of the action. I love being in the middle, hearing what was going on, interacting with clients, getting my team pumped up, just kind of like leading by example in that situation. And when the, the, the store didn't have an extra desk for me. So we get done with the meeting and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be out here on the floor with you guys. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's get it. It's going to be all day. We're going to have this energy. And all of a sudden I realized I don't have a desk. So I went in the back and I'm like, okay, what would MacGyver do in this situation? So I'm looking back and we have all these UPS boxes. And so I found this perfect long square rectangular box and then a, a wide square box. And I taped them together came out and set my makeup make station workstation desk up and like the team's looking at me like is this guy insane like what is going on they had their best sales day for a whole entire year everybody was laughing and joking clients were coming in like what's going on with the guy with the box desk you know but it made everybody it was leading by example and letting everybody know you don't have to take yourself so seriously well when's the last time you wanted to hang around a person with a bad attitude You know, nobody wants that shit cloud to burst over their head. Exactly. And so you so you are naturally subconsciously before you even think about what you're doing, you're subconsciously held back from performing your best. You got to love what you do. And 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 how are you going to get that out? And sometimes sometimes it is like it, it, it has to extend beyond like, hey, we bought donuts for the office. You know, like that's yeah. neat. Hey, we had lunch. Yeah. But what else did you do? What else did you do to up the game to make people really happy? And are and 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 honestly, some people can't be made happy. They just don't know how to be happy themselves. And the and the answer for them is like you gotta. I'm sorry, but you gotta bring it for the rest of us. Uh, ha, ha, stop asking us to pay for the yeah. fact that you're not happy. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because like and you talk about it, like empowering people. Yeah. Not and I would buy launch and and stuff like that for my teams. However, the best thing is when you have fun with your clients, they'll bring the donuts to you. Right. <laughs> they'll bring the lunch to you. They'll, I always judge my retail locations based on how many how many snacks they had in the back. Like, oh, you guys are flipping. There's nothing back here for me to snack on. What's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. power yourself. Get people to bring those things to you. It is a measurement, right? It's it is a measurement of how of how people feel around you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have a pad of paper and a pen? 
I have a uh, no, I don't. <laughs> what? Uh, hold on, I think I do. It just has to be small, little little piece of paper. I use my iPad for everything, so I never. Uh, I never. Oh yeah, do you have a drawing app on it? I do because I am. A, I have to write. Yeah. The problem is, I have so many notebooks over the years stacking oh. up. In I I also watch clients that will have five notebooks, and they're like, "Where did I put that idea?" It's somewhere. Right. In we're spending 15 minutes trying to find the idea that they wrote down <laughs> in my iPad. I have it all, you know, I have all the notebooks and what are you more comfortable if you were to color something, what, what would you be more comfortable with coloring on pa piece of paper or an iPad? Oh, probably paper. Okay, great. And you have a piece of paper then? Yep. Okay. Well, in the line of hilarity, we're going to play a game. You, you up for a game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to play a game. It's called watch them and draw it. <laughs> I got this game for for my birthday. Uh and and uh and here's how this goes. I I'm going to I have a 1 minute timer uh that I'm going to start. I'm going to I'm going to have it ready. I'm going to have it at the ready. My 1 minute timer at the ready. And what's going to happen is I'm going to I'm going to click a button here. Boop. And it's going to go like draw a frog sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. And 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 then I'm going to start my 1 minute timer. You're going to draw that. I'm going to draw that. And then we're going to see who wins. Okay. Okay. I don't know how we're going to see who wins. Maybe our viewers will vote on it, or maybe yeah. we'll just have to give each other props. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Draw a hot dog with mustard, ketchup, stinky socks, and a bowling ball. Draw a hot dog with mustard, ketchup, stinky socks, and a bowling ball. You have one minute. All right. I'm going to turn on some minute music, I think. Maybe not. There we go. I swear I used to be a drawer, but this hot dog is horrible. Try the hot dog with mustard, ketchup, stinky socks, and a bowling ball. Uh, shoot. Oh, this is a bad hot dog. Oh, my hot dog was horrible. Oh, no. I messed up on the bun. Hot dog with stinky socks. How? Ugh, this is not good. Oh, this is one of my worst drawings ever. I know. I swear I used to draw. <laughs> Even my balls crooked. Let's see here. I'm not sure how to... I Does he have a hand? No, I'm not going to tell you. I've figured it out. Seven seconds. Oh, no. Stinky socks. Two. One. Oh, boy. That's our that's our minute. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I feel like I roped you into this, so I'll go first. I'll put my okay. Put mine up on the screen here. Okay. That's um. You don't have to be kind. That's a terrible <laughs> drawing. That's a hot dog with with ketchup, mustard, stinky socks, and a bowling ball. He's laying down in his bun, and if you look closely, there's an arm extending out for the bowling ball. Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep. It looks kind of like a Venus flytrap swallowing a person. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep that one in mind. That's the next one we got, Venus flytrap yeah. swallowing a person. <laughs> uh, looking at mine now, it doesn't look much better there. All right, what'd you get? <laughs> so the hot dog. Oh, yes. That's the bun. Yep. Socks. The must ketchup and mustard there. You see the stink coming off the uh, yes. socks. And the bowling ball is heading right for it. Yes, I can see that. I like how the socks, I think your socks are better than my socks for sure. <laughs> um, Angie. Oh, yes, Angie. It is. It's another game. Yep. Angie, you can vote. Uh, Megan, you can vote. Any of our listeners and viewers can actually vote on who won that round uh, with the ketchup, mustard, stinky socks. Oh, yeah, here we go. We should put that up there. That's a good point. I'll remove that from the screen. Boom. That's... Uh, <laughs> a hot dog with mustard, ketchup, stinky socks, and a bowling ball. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, uh, we'll move on to round two here in the game of whatchamadrawit. Uh, you ready? Yep. Okay. Draw a dragon playing with a piece of string. Okay. Dragon playing with a piece of string. You have one minute. Dragon playing with a piece of string. All right, and viewers, you can you can uh, vote for this after we're done here. Dragon playing with a piece of string. I can't remember what dragons look like. 
Um, uh, I don't remember. There was that how to train your dragon. Yeah. But you know what they didn't train him to do? Play with a piece of string. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a terrible trick. <laughs> 15 seconds. Draw a dragon plate with a piece of string. Meanwhile, people thought they were like going to get productivity tips or something on this show. <laughs> Dang it. Three, two, one. Okay, I think my dragon is better than my hot dog. Uh oh, we've we've got votes. We've got votes in from the last one. Voted for Jason Tracy's hot dog because you can see the socks and the bowling ball better. That's true. Thanks, Megan. That mine just looked like a stinky mess. Uh, but uh, Angie says I got it, so that's a tie. <laughs> Which one's JT? Oh no, that's true. <laughs> You have to, uh, our comments are delayed here, but uh, we're going to have to, you're going to have to figure out, you're going to have to figure out which one is JT. Since Jason Todd and Jason Tracy, which is ultimately very confusing. All right. Okay. So you, I think you got to go up on this one. You got to go. Oh, look at that dragon. Oh, that, that's honestly, that's a good dragon. I even got the <laughs> Yes. That that reminds me of the dragons from tra- from train your how to train your dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive. I'm not certain uh, what happened here. Okay, I can see the dragon. He's he's breathing fire. I think he's got leaf a leaf for a wing. I, <laughs> I think that's what happened, and he's missing his other wing. So he actually only makes left. He only makes right hand turns. It's a good size wing, though. So he's like, <laughs> it's a gigantic wing. <laughs> he's not very nimble. <laughs> this is not a nimble dragon. He's more like the slow, methodical, plotting dragon. Oh, Angie, come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jason Tracy gets the first round. Darn it. Thank Winner. You, <laughs> Well, you let us know what happens with the second round. We're going to move on to the third round while we're waiting for y'all to vote. Uh, third round. Ready? Yes. Okay. And then winner winner of these two out of three wins eternal glory. Woo! I know. You didn't know you were going to get eternal glory this time. but That's amazing. Yeah. It's not bad for Wednesday. All right. Oh, oh what's happening? Nope, that's not right. Hold on. We got failure, failure, failure. Here we go. Draw a bag with no corners. Draw a bag with no corners. Okay. You have one minute. Draw a bag with no corners. I'm going to try some dancing music here. Oh, man. Uh, Bag with no corners. What even is a bag with no corners? I know. I feel like I feel like the only way to know what a bag with no corners is to shop more. Oh, snap. This is good stuff. 23 seconds. I am totally going to win this one. Oh, yeah. My, I have 3D good. art going here. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, Angie says Jason Tracy for the second round as well. Uh, Katie, Jason Tracy had an impressive dragon. What is with the haters? Good lord. I think you're going to win the bag, though. Megan Simba. Oh, boy. Angie. Make it a Gucci. <laughs> Is that mm-hmm. eternal glory? <laughs> you're you're going to get it. The eternal glory comes in your bag with no corners. It doesn't weigh a lot much, but it's very important. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to go first because I went first the first time. You went first the second time. And boom. Bag. Oh, that's a good bag. With no corners. 
<laughs> that that's good and creative and it's definitely better than my than my bag i'll vote for you on this one so there's my kroger bag with oh it's a kroger bag <laughs> and i just didn't draw in the corner so that's all right that's okay you're you're uh you came out of the out of the clutches with the bag though you know it spoke to me <laughs> i was like i could do the bag the 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 dragon the whole hot dog thing that's complicated but a bag uh, yeah i can draw i can draw a bag <laughs> that's the extent of my artwork ability there's other things i'm much better at than drawing like yeah, where you draw all the time when i'm a kid but it's been a long time yeah <laughs> Oh man, the things we used to do as children. So what are you looking forward to in this coming year? And why do we have to make a delineations of years? I'm not certain that that's a positive, but we need delineation yeah. points. But like, what's what's on your mind in the present moment? Uh, so uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, I, you hit me with two questions and I started- I did, oh started darn it. Like the, uh, yeah. why, do we, why do we refresh at the new year? And I think, I think sometimes that we need a starting point. We need a point to refresh, and especially coming out of a year like this, I think it's that, all right, let's, you know, and I know in, in business all the time, it's like, all right, what are we going to do different this year? And it's even different than the New Year's resolutions. It's like that strategy for what we're going to achieve in the year and what we're what the game plan is. Um, my, my game plan, I um, being crystal clear and working in who I'm working with. And so uh, coaching solopreneurs, uh, startup companies, uh, you know, that um, started a business and then they're, they're struggling with that revenue growth. They're struggling with overcoming the confidence. And so being, being crystal clear with that, it's, it's already started. I, I put together a couple of uh, our program that has, has really launched off really well and it's, it's kicked off this, this month and has, has led me into the year really awesome. And then um, working, with, uh, working with teams, so I've been doing that and working with teams with scaling companies and coming in, helping them make their calls and their outreach and just adjusting to what they're doing in 2021, yeah. uh, doing in 2020 period, you know, utilizing LinkedIn and utilizing the the resources to be able to build their their brand, so to speak. Uh, and then hopefully within 2021, we're speaking to more live events again. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I know that I've, I've been working with a company that, that uh, one of the things they brought me on to, to consult with them with was to go to the events and make connections with, you know, organizations and, and deals that they, that are in the supply chain, you know, complicated, um, complicated deals. Uh, but when the events dried up, you know, then you all of a sudden you end up in an inbox is like cold call to people, which is a different, it's completely different you yeah. know, than just showing up at a table over lunch. Um, before we let the, the uh, bag thing go, it does look like I took the bag round. Yeah. Uh, Katie says I got the bag round. Megan does also say I got the bag round. Yeah. Angie says I got the bag round. <laughs> <You're written. laughs> but Angie also agrees that this is unmanageable having two Jasons. Two um, JTs, not even two just JTs. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, so yeah, so my my uh one of the things that I I did uh, was really walk into fear. That was that was one of the things that, that 2020 kind of brought upon because like even even this space of coffee with humans, putting putting it out there, just being raw, like getting a giraffe onesie on. Um, is it OK? What will people say? Uh, and in fact, I had this conversation with my daughter the other night because I did a I did a follow up show for Christmas with coffee with humans and I sang some songs. Um, and I'm not a terrible singer, so it's like, I'm, I know it's not going to be like, oh my God, he's terrible. Um, but there's a lot of good singers in the world. And so with one of the things that, uh, that she was talking, she said, why are you going to do that? And I said, well, you know, I, I just want to kind of give back to the community of people who've been on coffee with humans and people watch this all around the world. And we've got podcast listeners and all sorts of stuff, and it's grown into something. And I said, I just want to, I just want to do it because it'll be fun. It'll be nice. And I'm going to make a, I'm going to, I'm going to do a good job with it if, if I can. And, uh, and she was, she was kind of poo-pooing it a little bit. And I said, well, you know, I said, that's one of the things I struggle with. She said, are you nervous? I said, no, I'm not nervous. I said, but I'm self-conscious. And I said, uh, 
I said, because I, I really kind of do fear what people are going to say. And I, and I, and I said, I don't want to do that anymore because I don't think you can, I don't think you can simultaneously be out there and be beyond and be totally full and open in the space and then also be hindered you know, be pulled back yeah. by like, Oh, I hope they don't talk. You know, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I can just like sit in the corner and be quiet and also, and also be out and as big as, you know, as I want to be. And, and after she kind of thought this thing through, she, she came back and she's like, you know, I, I think it's really great. I think that's really neat that you're going to do. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> you know, it's a 14 year old kid, but, but whether you're 14 or you're 30 or you're 40 or you're 50 people struggle with this and they don't walk into their fullness because they're so afraid of being seen. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. If you've got something that is it, that you want to get out there and you want to be great, You've got to just be out there. You you can't be both sides of that. You can't be sitting in the corner and you can't, and, and also on stage, do, do what you're do, do whatever is full in your heart, I think. And, and the, and there, there was one point in time where a friend asked me, said, what are you most afraid of in this moment? I said, well, putting, putting coffee with humans on Facebook. And I said, well, I guess I should do that. Fear is the gateway. Yeah. Walk through it, run through it. What's the worst that could happen? Now, what is your fear with Facebook? I, I, I've attended, like, I, I had, my sister came across this. I, it was a, I think it might've been Thanksgiving or something like that. She's like, I, I saw your, your coffee thing. And I was like, wait a minute. Where did you see that? Now she's my sister. She's been my sister my entire life. She's older than me, you know? So I've known her for 43 years. Yeah. And, and I was like, what, how did you find that? Well, I saw it on like YouTube and I was like, oh my gosh, none of my family had known I was doing this coffee thing. I don't know why I just, it's, it is, it's kind of in me. Like I'd rather be known by somebody who doesn't know me than not be known by somebody who does. Right. And, and that is uh, like, like Angie puts here, fear is GPS, right? It is an indicator. Why are you afraid? And you got to go deeper and then walk through it because either you become a slave to fear. Yes. Or you find out what's after fear. It's like you, you can, you can become a slave to it or you don't have to, it's up to you. And I think too many times people just walk as, as a slave to fear. You know, you're, you're doing sales consulting. A lot of people are afraid to be, be a great salesperson. It, it, yeah. There's a lot of fear. It's mostly fear and mindset. Yeah. And the reason why I started doing what I was doing is because sales in general gets, it, it, it's all gimmicks in, you know, there's so many gimmicks. There's so many either dropping the price or not being truthful or feeling it's us versus them. In, in actuality, it's, it's really not. If you're doing it right, you're serving people, you're discovering. And, but because it's so simple, but we make it so hard because of the fear. Because yes. fear holds us back to feel like we've got to do this thing. We've got to drop our price. We've got to not tell them what's really going on because then they'd be mad. Right. <laughs> in actuality, we just communicate. Yeah, 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 I get it. There are a lot of... You know, in, in terms of sales, they're the very practical things like how, what do you say, how you say it? Those are very, those are teachable things. And then there's the thing that is not necessarily teachable. It has to be experienced, which is that, which is what's happening in here. You know, how do I show up into that space? And, and too many times, I think we just, we show up smaller than we should. Um, and in fact, so, uh, you know, to this point of this conversation I had with my daughter, she says, I said, I'm going to go on there and sing and, and, you know, and she's like, why? She says, why are you going to do that? I said, well, uh, and, and she said, well, she then said, are you nervous? I said, no, she says, why aren't you nervous? I said, because I'm, I'm a good singer. And she said, well, that's not very humble. And I said, how did we get mixed up between owning a strength that you're good at and somehow yeah. calling yourself not humble? Yeah. I <laughs> like, Seriously, like we, we think that humble is to tear ourselves down and then we focus on all of our weaknesses and all of them oh. get better at. And, yeah. and then, but I can't say that I'm good at this. I can't say I'm a good singer. I can't say that I'm great at sales. I can't say that I'm a great basketball player. You know, if I do, people are going to look at me like, oh, look at you. You're not very humble. You're very cocky, whatever. But like it, being humble is just having appreciation for others. Yeah. That's why I told her. I said, I can, I be not being humble would mean to be show up in the space and say, I'm a good singer and you're a terrible one because you're worse than me. Yeah. That's not, that's being a jackass, but there's you, you, you can, you can both own your strengths 
And, and I believe by owning your strengths, you can walk into them. Like call it your superpower. If you know what your superpower is, just call it your superpower and walk into that because you can grow that. That can be more full and more amazing. Yeah. And at the same time, you can hold on to that uh, loosely, right? Like something could happen tomorrow. My, my brain could be destroyed. Like my physicality could be destroyed. I, something could happen in my circumstances. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to tie my identity to this and I'm not going to say I'm so much better than everybody else, but I'm going to walk. But I, I, for me to be able to walk into the fullness of who I can show up as, I have to know what my strengths are and there's nothing not humble about it. Yep. And that's, that I think is just the, uh, something that people need to move through in their spirits. Uh, and, and I think that does, it, it is that, um, I think owning those types of things, who we are as individuals, we just own it, own it, own it with strength. When you bring up something awesome is, is that whole mortality piece is we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if we're going to be debilitated. If, uh, if we're even going to, you know, maybe something happens tomorrow and I'm not even here tomorrow, you yeah. know, like you don't know. And so that was the big piece. Cause I, I let fear control my life for a yeah. very, very long time to where I'd hold myself back. And even starting my business, I knew I wanted to do this for years before I started it, yeah. but I didn't. And I held myself back because what's on that other end. And I was so afraid. And then, you know, what are people going to think? And, oh, I can't put my, my content on Facebook because that's all my friends and family and they know right. what are they going to think. And, you know, it's all those thoughts. Yep. But like, I had to literally think about, wow, what if I hold myself back to all this fear? And I guess the big thing that happened to me is my grandma passed away as I was starting my business. I was six months into my business and my grandma died. And my grandma was like a second mom to me. She took us in when we left my dad and we were kind of homeless. And so we, we lived in my, in my grandma's basement or I did. Uh, and, uh, she, so she was a, a second mom to me. She was always there for everything. And so when she passed away, it was a big deal for me, but yeah. reflecting on her life, there were so many things that she didn't do. And even after she died, there were things that she literally wrapped as gifts that she was going to give us. But my mom said she never gave you because she thought you were going to laugh at her or she thought, Oh she, my gosh. And that made me so sad because I'm like, why would I laugh at my grandma? for Like, I love this. This is so cute. They were like little white Santa hat wine caps, you know, like, I'm like, this is so cute. It was so funny. I'm like, what is this? And she's like, Oh my God, it's so funny. She didn't give that to you because she thought that it was just silly. And they're like, why would I ever think that? And so just thinking about that stuff, like my grandma held herself back until yeah. it was too late, you couldn't do anything. She couldn't go out and do the things that she wanted to do, even if she did overcome that fear. And so start thinking like, if I'm not, if I could literally get hit by a boss tomorrow. Yeah. Why am I afraid to have that conversation? Why am I afraid to go post that thing? And yeah. then something miraculous happened as I, as I started to just, you know what, I'm gonna go out there and do it. I'm gonna go out there and whatever I wanna do, I'm gonna go do it. I'm not gonna apologize about it. I'm not gonna be fearful about it. I'm just gonna go and, and take that step and do it. And what's really cool is there may be some people that are like, oh, you're not my cup of tea. You're mm -hmm. too energetic, you're too this, or I don't like your loudness because you're too loud. There, 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 people might not like me for several reasons and that's okay because why should I hang out with you if, if I've gotta be somebody else? Right. What, what is that doing good for me to be around people that don't like the real me? Totally. Um, vice versa, when I started going out and doing those things, all of a sudden I attracted a whole new tribe of people. All of a sudden people were coming about, I had a phone call yesterday with a guy and I literally cried because I, I, I saw my wife this when I got home. Like, it's really awesome. This guy is telling me that he got, he got laid off from his job and he was, he's a very introverted guy and that he is with quarantine and not having his job. He was stuck at home and you know, he was in his head and he was beating himself up and he was like, and I started getting on LinkedIn. I came across your content and I've been watching your videos and I've been doing these things. And I just wanted to tell you that I'm here today because of you, I, you, you really, you created a confidence in me and you showed me that it was okay. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I didn't, when I started, I hoped that, you know, I hoped yeah. that I could have an impact, but I never thought I'd be sitting on the phone with a complete stranger that I've never talked to. We've only messaged back and forth and we did our first phone call yesterday. And for him to tell me that that's yeah. so huge. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think we have two responses for people. There's a, per, there's, there's the person who sits in the corner weak and weak and shriveled and we have pity on that person. Right. The majority yeah. of us have pity on that person. And then there's the person that we follow after who's being, who's walked into their fullness, continuing to walk into their fullness and being kind of uh, being great, right. Filling the space that they're meant to take up. And we, 
we don't pity that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we aspire. And that's, and I, and I think in all of that, to be that person that we all, I think many of us choose want to be that person. We have to learn how to do that, but that requires us to walk into the fullness of who we are and leave behind the, leave behind the people who are haters because, okay, you don't like me. All right. I, nobody said you had to. Yeah. And the, and also I think in that is we have to get over this idea that we are the, somehow the judge of how you're going to respond. I've already judged. This is not meaningful to you. I don't know you. You have no idea who that individual was. Some rando watching LinkedIn. Yeah. Living a full life to them. And all of a sudden you're just like, you just show up. You just keep showing up. Right. And you make a massive difference. You have no idea. You had no idea that that was happening. No. And that's that we don't have authority to prejudge. That's not our space. Our space is this, whatever our sphere of influence is, do, do great with that. And everything else, it's not your, it's not your place to judge it. Last year, I ended the year with my, my highest paid speaking event. And I was so pumped up like 2020, it's going to be speaking. I'm going to be traveling all over the country. Right. It's awesome. Right. Uh, <laughs> but so I had the, my highest paid speaking event and I, I told my life story, my childhood, and I had abusive dad. We, we grew up on welfare, like all these different things. And I was telling my story about my, my abusive dad and, um, my mom, when I was 12, I asked for my birthday just to get out of the house. Like, I don't want presents. I don't want a birthday party. Just get us out it, because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It got to a really abusive point. And I was, as I told that story and I, I got done with my presentation and I had a line for me. And there was one particular guy that came up to me and he was super emotional. And he was, he said, I, I didn't know other people had went through this. I didn't know that other people were in the same situation. He was like, but he was like, the difference is my mom didn't get out. My Oof. mom stayed and it's impacted me my whole entire life. He was in his fifties. He's like, it's impacted me my whole entire life. And he's like, so I thank you so much for having the courage to stand up there and tell your story and share it because there are people out there like me that didn't know it's possible to live the life that you're living right now because we thought we were so damaged that nobody would love us, that, you know, all these things. And I'm, I told him like, these are stories that I wouldn't have told my friends. I wouldn't have told, you know, some of the stories outside of the family stuff and the abusive stuff, like as I got older and I um, ran my credit into the ground and I had bill collectors calling me and I had repossessions and I had these crazy things going on, I wouldn't tell my brother. I wouldn't tell nobody's my mom knew is because she was getting my collection notices. I was so ashamed. And yeah. so to go and stand on there up there and tell that story. And the guy's like, thank you so much. If I can impact one person out of the yeah. hundred people that I spoke to, if one person comes up to me and says, I didn't know that you could make it. I didn't know that you could survive. And for someone to like to tell a similar story to what I lived and to stand up there and be able to tell it, you impacted me so much. I will tell that story a thousand times over. Yeah. No, totally. I think that is that, that, the, the word you bring up there, that idea of shame, shame prevents people from recovery because they can't admit where they're at. Shame also keeps you from your greatness and your fullness because you can't show yourself to the world. Yeah. That's what, whatever we are unwilling to show. They talk about it they you, like in your shadow, right? Whatever willing, unwilling to show, whether it's the greatness you have or the, or the, some, or something you need to change in your life. That is controlling you. It is that thing that is currently controlling you. And you don't be controlled by that. When you do it, like what we also like, what are your, what's your differences? Like we're all trying to distinguish what our differences are and you know, what, what we contribute to the world. Yeah. And you asked me like, what's the common theme that I meet with my clients? My common theme is that people don't want to share their differences because they're fearful. They're shameful. They feel like, I, you know, I, if I'm a successful salesperson or successful real estate agent or wherever I'm at in life that I, I wouldn't have an, a story of abuse or a story of bad credit or a story of, you know, whatever, everybody has their own challenges. Everybody has their story and their, their, their tribulations that, that hold them back that they sit and beat themselves up on. Yeah. But as you share those things, you become one more human. But what I notice is most people are try are in their profession or in their business. They're doing whether they realize it or not what they most needed hmm. they're doing or their purpose to do is to do the things that helps the people that went through their story yeah so they share their story when they craft it when they can communicate to people this happened to me and this is what i did to overcome it yeah is, that's where the power is at 
Absolutely. That's where your strength comes from internally. And I also believe that that's where your, your greatest connection can come from because on, there, there's a certain voice, there's a certain energy that comes out from us when we've actually walked the path that, that other people can cue on and like, Oh my gosh, you're my people. And we need, we need those people. We need our people around us. And so the, those of us who have found that, who have found that path and are willing to share, go out and share it, open it up because the world needs you and everybody else there's, they're listening. They're listening in the quiet space. And then our, once in a while they come out and say, Hey, you've changed my life. And you're like, damn, that's awesome. That's exactly what I need to know. Well, we're up on our time here. Uh, Angie wants to connect with you on LinkedIn. Yes. Jason Tracy is on LinkedIn. He's tagged in a post right now for this, uh, for this chat. Um, and you're always welcome to reach out to me. I'll get you in contact with him, but he's on Jason Tracy and Roar consulting. Both of them are tagged in that post. Uh, and two cool things. Three, two cool things. Number one, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Uh, and then also there are two public, there's a two Facebook groups. There's the public one for anybody who wants to join up. So anybody can invite anybody you want to, the, to, to coffee with humans, the public one, but Jason, there's a private only Facebook group for only people who've been on coffee with humans Oh, that you're going to get an email. That's going to invite you to that as well. And then I got to go back and like, I have to go back and invite everybody else who doesn't get those automated emails, but you're going to get an automated email that invites you to that. So click on that, uh, as just a, as just a way of connecting up the people who are, uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know how to say it. The people who are willing enough. Alumni at the coffee with humans, <laughs> exactly. Alumni. The coffee with humans alumni, which Angie is one of those alumni and you guys are going to get along great. So is Megan, uh, and sir, so is Katie, uh, some of our chatters on here. So, well, to our viewers and listeners, this is, this is great. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Always great to connect with you. I thank you so much for being on again. Uh, and after hey, the short, it's come so far. I don't even know. Was it a podcast when we it, first met? Like you're just having a it was, it was, uh, just recorded and then put out little excerpts. And then I got 70 of those in the tank and didn't of, of ones I never edited. Cause I was just running out of time. Yeah. And I thought I got to switch this up and now it's all live. So it's one shot through it's raw unedited. I meet people about eight minutes before we go live Yep. and then we just have a conversation and I haven't had a bad conversation yet, but I'm waiting for it. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've had a couple recently, not podcast conversations, but conversations <laughs> where it's like, okay, the 15 minutes can't come fast enough. Ah, uh, the giraffe. Well, giraffe, giraffe says good day to all of our viewers and listeners. <laughs> and after this short outro, I will be back online with you, Jason. Thanks to everybody. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.